Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That can only mean one thing, that at Geek Corner, another episode is here. Logan is back, uh, which means a new Marvel movie has probably come out, which it has. So Logan's here, so we can discuss the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Logan, what's up? Steve, man, it's good to see you. It's been a minute. Uh, last year at this time, I feel like we had already done seven of these things, because uh, the MCU was cranking out uh, movies and TV shows every couple months, but uh, it's been a slow year for the MCU, kind of thankfully. So it's been a little bit. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, staying busy. How about you? I'm not as busy as you. I, I know that for an absolute fact. You are one of the busiest people I know. Um, and that's good. I'm glad that you're you're keeping busy doing stuff you love, but I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, I'm well. You can tell I'm sunburned a little bit from yeah. our game yesterday, but I'm not the busiest person ever. I just, I don't know. You know, I just, I got, it's always something. I can never have a full life planned out. You're doing something you love and you're paying the bills. Something like that. Doesn't Is that mean, what's important? I'm just working to pay bills. That's all I do. And That's all that matters. And change lives. You know, I do it to change lives, of course. As you should. Molding At least I hope young so. Minds. At least I hope so. Molding young minds. I did pull out a uh, Coach Cermak quote yesterday. Oh, what was that? That ball's got to be caught. <laughs> and if you played baseball at Oakwood High School, everybody knows what I talk about when I say yep. that ball's got to be caught. Yep. 
and the kid then the kids look at me like i'm crazy and i'm like can i tell you a story about bob cermak oh my god (laughs) you he continues to mold the young minds uh by osmosis from you so that's great love bob cermak one of my favorite people Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh marvel's cranked down or they've scaled back a lot of their uh what they're pumping out and uh yeah the rider yeah. strike's not gonna help either uh i've given up Correct. on the, i've given up on the blade movie when it's said they can't film now i've given up yep uh i'm not sure that movie's gonna happen either um but uh but yeah it's they've definitely slowed down as i said last year 2022 it's see it's may 7th i guess we only had one movie by now they did this year we've had two movies in the calendar year already last year we'd only got this is the same time right now the doctor strange came out mm-hmm. last year yep um so we had just done that show but there was also several tv shows that that they were uh dropping on us let's see what was the timeline on that so moon Knight was in march i guess so i guess it wasn't that much more than what they're doing now it just seems like it's a lot less because they keep spacing things out which i think is a blessing yes. uh yeah the the blade thing yeah, I have little confidence that that movie's going to happen, and it might be for the better. Uh, but but we'll see. I'm glad we got what we got this weekend, though, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, uh, I was. I don't know how you want to do this. I did a spoiler-free one, and it was very tough to do. Um, yeah, of course. But I liked no. I liked going into this movie not knowing what to expect. Once again, kind of, you know, we got so used to how does this move forward you know these theories and this one was really no like all we knew was they said it was the end of the, the this group we don't know how it was going to end we don't know where they were going um we knew that it'd be a rocket backstory just from the previews there was no spoiler there and so it was just nice to go in there and say okay this is going to be a james gunn finale for him in the marvel universe this will be closing a chapter on their characters for them being together probably. So you could kind of just go in and enjoy, but it, uh, it gave a different tone than what I was expecting from guardians from the other two. And even their characters in infinity war, like even they were, they were all a little different. So the tone kind of threw me for a loop, but then I just accepted like, this is what it was going to be. Once, once you got about 40 minutes into the movie, you realize this is what they were going to do. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this was um, quite a different movie. Um, the tone is obviously the biggest thing. I, I agree with that, especially right off the bat. I mean, the first two movies start with big music type number, like upbeat songs, and mm-hmm. you know, and this one, it's it's that acoustic version of "Creep" by Radiohead, and it's just it's very somber right off the gate, right out the gate. Um, definitely a different tone. These characters have been through a lot. Um, and I think that's something I was, you know, planning on touching on at some point, but we can kind of go into that. You know, the first two movies, um, the first movie was essentially an Avengers type of movie with a bunch of characters that we'd never met before. Mm-hmm. It's like putting the, throwing the Avengers out there as the first Marvel movie. That's essentially what Guardians of the Galaxy was. So it was this fun team up movie that caught everyone off guard. Uh, nobody in their right mind thought that Marvel could actually pull this off. I mean, they were already, you know, I don't want to say reaching for the bottom of the barrel with some of the movies they had done before that, but you know, guardians of the galaxy was not a well-known property. Right. Only diehard comic fans knew anything about these characters. Um, Chris Pratt was, you know, 
a somewhat relatively known actor, basically for his role on Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. uh, which is a phenomenal show. But like, you look at that guy in that movie, and you think there is no chance this this guy is going to be an action hero, superhero type thing. Um, and the rest of the cast was relatively unknown. I mean, Zoe Saldana has been in some things. She was in a, a Avatar, so I mean, people knew that, and you know. Um, Bradley Cooper is playing a voice and Vin Diesel's playing a voice and Dave Batista's in this movie. So like it had known people, uh, but it was such a, it was such an out of the, out of left field movie, mm-hmm. but it was just a fun team up type of movie. But then the second movie happens. That movie takes place immediately following the first. Right. You know, all that stuff is, you know, in real time only happens then, you know, I don't know to be whatever however you want to say it uh this movie a lot has happened pictures have been thrilled not only have they been through the stuff that happened in movies you know we've lost we've our Groot had already died once uh gamora's died and now has returned via a, a you know timeline disruption whatever um we lost Yondu in the second one. You know, Peter's had his whole thing with with his dad, and then they go through all the events of Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame with the snap, and most of them being snapped away. So, like, they've just been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's that was really the tone that James Gunn is setting up in this movie. Is you know, this is not the same characters you met in 2015 or 2014, whenever that first movie came out. Like they they've gone through some shit. Right. By, the time, by the time we reach them at this point um i think it was i think it was exactly what this what this franchise needed i think it was um a, a really good send-off for these characters uh for for james gunn for this story i think it tied a nice bow on it um i was yeah i i really liked the direction they went yeah uh, i think that was the only part that i was on my edge of my seat for was this- when you hear they're going to be done with these characters, who dies? Like that was kind of my thing. Like who was going yeah. to be the one yep. that that is going to be dead, or which one's going to be? Who knew what it was going to go in the direction of? And we kind of knew this would have nothing to do with like Kang or anything. There was no way this was going to be tied into that. This was their movie. This was a Guardians movie. This was nothing right. else. Um, the Guardians have always kind of been their own story, right? I mean, they're because of the. The, the Infinity Stone in the first movie, they had somewhat of a tie to the rest of the, the greater MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until they kind of just, you know, met up in Infinity War that they really had any sort of connection to the rest of it. And this movie, again, felt it was just its own thing. There was no other connections to, you know, there was a line or two that, you know, referenced things that happened in Infinity War. Obviously, the Gamora thing is the is the biggest mm-hmm. connection between the between the two stories. But yeah, the Guardians movies, all three of them have really been their own stories. They've mm-hmm. been their own characters. And that's, I think that's what I've really enjoyed about them um, is that some of, so many of these other movies, especially the, the Earth-based movies, Earth's only so big. <laughs> right. And so like these things all have to be tied to each other to some degree. You know, we're just expecting these characters, some character to show up. You know, we've, we've been conditioned to expect those type of things. But with the Guardians of the Galaxy, we're talking, I mean, the 
the playing field here is just like astronomical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they, there's no, there's really no rhyme or reason that these these characters would ever need to interact with any of these other characters while they're out in the greater, you know, space wherever they are. I mean, they had the whole thing with Thor, you know, at the beginning, at the end of Endgame and beginning of Love and Thunder. Um, but yeah, these have always been their own things, and I think that's what's. I think that's been to their benefit mm-hmm. um, that they haven't. James Gunn was never really forced to tie his movies into something else, like a Doctor Strange was, or like a you know a Captain Marvel is going to do. The Marvels is going to do. Like all these movies have to like tie into something else together. These movies really don't, and that's been I think a benefit. And I liked how we. Because I know people are probably like, is Thor going to show up? No, if you watch Thor Love and Thunder, you knew he was yeah. not going to be in this movie. And I loved how they set that up in Thor Love and Thunder, how they immediately in that movie split them up. I love that part I, to get this. I was not expecting anybody to show up in this movie. No. I thought maybe when we got to the post-credit, the mid-credit stuff with 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 Peter Quill, I, I, maybe at that point I was kind of expecting maybe somebody would show up. Right. Uh, but no, there was other than that, there was really not a whole point in this movie where I thought we were going to see somebody. I mean, who would it be? Captain Marvel? I mean, that'd be the only one. Like none of these, none of these other characters are are out there. Um, so yeah, I, that it was just kind of nice. You know, the last few movies, I just kept expecting. You know, we've talked about this a lot. We've talked about how, especially with Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, uh, with Ant-Man Quantumania, you know, you kind of just expected there to be larger tie-ins to the greater MCU and other characters and world building and setting up the next movie. And uh, I had no expectations for that in this movie. And that was, that was kind of great. Mm -hmm. Uh, You, you did allude to the, you know, the death uh, who I was fully expecting us to lose some guardians Yep. uh, in this movie. I was shocked when we got to the end of it and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm was fine with it. Um, these characters, as I've already said, have already gone through a lot. We've already lost throughout the first two movies, plus Infinity War and Endgame. We've already lost three of them. Two of them came back. You know, whatever movie magic. But um, they've already been through a lot. So like, it didn't bother me that they didn't kill anybody off. Um, I was just rather surprised by that. I assumed somebody rocket drax because a lot of these a lot of these actors have have been vocal saying like they're done like they're not mm-hmm. like dave batista is not coming back to this character zoe saldana is not coming back to this character um so i was just expecting somebody along the way we knew rocket was going to be a big center center piece of this movie i thought he had a chance craglin i mean who knows you know because obviously james gunn's gonna not gonna direct it i can't see craglin being involved but i mean maybe i guess who knows but but yeah, for them to not essentially not kill off anybody was a shock to me. But I was happy with that decision. I really was. Yeah, and I love how James Gunn filmed it because it did all I, the tone of it. You did feel like it almost felt like it, it was going to happen, and then when it yeah. didn't, that was that shocking factor. Right. Like most of these movies, we know we knew what like Doctor Strange isn't going to die. We know certain characters were not going to be gone. Yeah, but this one, you just could it be Rocket? Could have because the way the movie was going, could it have been? Does Peter, because of how they were setting him up at the beginning, being being very sad, and then like his character was even different. You know, even yeah. though he was still his goofy self at times, he was still like a different person. Yeah. Um. So the way James Gunn filmed his last movie, the way it was set up, the way the story went, was there clunkiness? Of course, there's always going to be something. 
yeah. the, there's always going to be something there, but the way it was done set that up. And you're right, Marvel kind of needed a movie like this where there wasn't as much clunkiness. It looked great. It didn't, you know, like, and there was no high expectations, really. Like, Quantum Mania, we had all these big things happen and it busted in that term. This one, no, it, it didn't. So I think Marvel kind of needed this to kind of get people back on board a little bit and say, okay, they're scaling back a little bit on what they're doing. Maybe we'll get better product. Um, you know, they, they, all that stuff. So I think that's good for Marvel yeah. to have I think, this. I think Marvel really needed this movie. Um, they really needed this movie to be good and they really need this movie to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and quantum mania was not good. It was not a good movie. It didn't, it did rather poor at the box office for MCU standards. Um, the other movie coming out later this year is the Marvels, which it's already gone through a lot of reshoots and rewrites and they pushed it back. I don't know what to expect with that. I, I, some people are big fans of the original. I wasn't really one of those people. Uh, it did well at the box office, but it was also it also kind of did well at the box office because it was sandwiched between Infinity War and Endgame. So, like, that's kind of why that movie did so well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just I don't have a lot of faith for that movie coming up in November. So, the MCU, who we continue to talk about and hear to be talked about, you know, superhero fatigue. Is the MCU struggling? This has not been a good... Phase 4 was not good for the MCU, and Phase 5 started off piss poor. Mm-hmm. So the, the MCU needed this movie. The MCU needed this movie probably more than James Gunn did. James mm-hmm. Gunn's next role is... He's, he's set. <laughs> his his next decade plus is... He's good. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's already got the job he wants. So uh, he did not need this movie nearly as badly as Marvel did. And... I, I think they succeeded. We'll see what the box office shows. Uh, I mean, I think there can certainly be some concerns, uh, and we'll get into you know more of the talk, the specifics about this movie. But this is a hard PG thirteen. Oh yeah, like this is this is not a movie you're going to take kids to. I mean, I don't have children, um, but like you know, I'm sure there's plenty of kids out there that are you know eight, nine, ten years old that are going to see the first Guardians, second Guardians, going to see a lot of these Marvel movies. I would not suggest taking an eight, nine, ten year old to this movie. Uh, this is a hard PG-13. There is sig- there is significant violence in this movie. There's no gore, uh, but there's significant violence. Um, there's if you're an animal person, if you were no. <laughs> a diehard animal lover, like you're not going to like this movie. Let's just no. be honest. And I think most of the negative reviews about this movie are about that. It doesn't bother me as much, and it doesn't bo- obviously it doesn't bother a lot of people because of the early returns on the reviews and things. But like, if you're one of those people, you're probably not going to enjoy this movie. Uh, this already infamously has the first f bomb in the MCU, which I I knew that they were talking about that, so I was expecting it to happen at some point. I thought it would happen at a more like critical time. But it was just like a really funny line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, it's this is a hard PG thirteen. So I think that might hurt some of the box office. But I still like this movie will this movie will do just fine, uh, money wise. Uh, and I think it's I think it's, it's exactly what Marvel needed at this point in time. Um, they're they're not in a good place, so they they needed this. I'm glad you brought that up because I saw it Friday night. Then yesterday I went to go coach a baseball game with the A coach. Now he has like a one-year-old. I think she's one. Now he wouldn't take her to see the movie or anything, but he was just like, oh, is it good? And I was like, hey, if your daughter was 
six years old, seven years old, I wouldn't take her to see it. And he goes, yeah, what? I wouldn't. He goes, what? And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't. I said, that's what threw me off. I said, I'm an animal lover. So it was bad. That's where I got cringy. I got cringed. I had to sit there and like I was yeah. moving around a little bit. And I'm like, you know, you're sitting there like this, like, hmm. And I have like a rule. If like an animal gets killed, like a dog gets killed in a show or a movie, I don't watch it anymore. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. This one, I like, I have to fight through it. Didn't take away from it being a good movie. I had to like take that into consideration. But yeah, I told him, I was like, no. I was like, this is not your normal Guardians 1 and 2 yeah. movie at all. The tone yeah. of it, that tone, the dark tone of it was so different. It it's... needed to be done, I think, because he wanted to go in a different direction of the other right. two. But yeah, if you're an animal lover and you can't get by the fact that it is not a real animal, it's a CGI thing, and accept it, it's no. And there was kids in that theater, and I thought about yeah. it. I'm like, if I was a parent, I'd be like, nope. You don't look at this, yeah. like don't pay attention. Yeah. This this movie felt a lot more like his version of the Suicide Squad that yes. came out in yes. 2021. Um it's just it's just darker. And, you know, he's already out the door. Um Marvel Kevin Feige was willing to just give him the reins and let him do what he needed to do. Uh and I mean I think most people are gonna say this is a very successful movie and doing what it needed to do. But yes, this is a very hard PG thirteen. So I think that will hurt ultimately some of the numbers. And, you know, I heard somebody else talk about this on the show. So, like, one of the biggest things about these movies, yes, it's box office numbers, but it's merchandise. It's going to Target or Walmart or going to Walt Disney World and buying a stuffed rocket doll or winning a stuffed Groot doll that I, like, I have sitting behind me. (laughs) Like, that's about selling merchandise. And, yes, while there are grown adults like myself that have some of those things like that's that's marketed towards children yes and when you can't feel confident about sending your child to these movies that will hurt ultimately hurt some of the numbers in terms of dollar amounts that come from this movie i don't think marvel cares that much they've already sold enough rocket and group merchandise so i don't think it's really going to matter mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day but that is certainly something to you know to consider uh, when you're releasing a movie like this. But as I said, I, I personally, I think it, it did what it needed to do. In, with the animal thing, like it's always kind of been this fine line. Because, like, yes, Rocket Raccoon is clearly a raccoon. Mm-hmm. He is clearly an animal. But, like, he is also a walking, talking thing. So, like, I have a hard time really envisioning him as an animal. Like, mm-hmm. if Rocket Raccoon were to ever die in one of these movies, I don't think it wouldn't bother me. Like, like it would, you know, just old yeller. Like those are two totally different things. Like Marley and me, like those are two very different things, but what they did in this movie with the animal characters that they did in this movie, some of them were, you know, um, whatever the word is humanized or or whatever, you know, to the point where they were like talking and doing all these things, but others were not like others were very much just animals. So there's 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 definitely a fine line there um, with it. So I can understand some of the some of the blowback and some of the you know neg- negativity that's going to be steered towards this movie for that reason. Right, like when Rocket is bleeding and there he's on that thing. Yeah, I didn't look at it as an animal. I looked at him as a person, no. which 
right, doesn't make exactly. it doesn't make it better, I guess. But we're all desensitized in movies right. with. But that. I don't think I don't think that's the issue. I don't think right. it had nothing necessarily to do with Rocket himself. I think it was more about the other animals that are in this movie um, that are that some of these things are happening too. I, yeah, I don't think Rocket himself is the problem. Right, like his backstory when the hands coming to grab him from all the little raccoons, that part, I think people have a problem with yep. when they stole the files and it didn't show what was happening to him, but you could hear it. And I think that's going to be a big problem yep. when, when they were blowing up the animals into the big thing and then they yep. killed them. Like that's what yep. they're going to have a problem with. Yep. I, I think, I think it was, I think the biggest thing, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I, to me, probably the biggest thing was the scene where, he's trying to help his friends get out. Oh, yep. Yep. And high, the high evolutionary character like kills them. Like that to me, I think is the hardest part because that's the only real time that we see. Yes. We the one scene where, you know, they speed up the evolution process and, and all that stuff. Um, but I think that to me would be the hardest scene. Um, but still like they were talking animals, like they weren't, I don't know. They were they weren't quite to rocket. They weren't quite rocket raccoon, but like they were still kind of on that fine line between, you know, what what are we doing here? Um, yeah. And I think the scene where he first gets thrown in the cage right after he had all the surgeries and like yeah. where they, he he says hurts and you could see like that. I think that part I had a problem with that. I'm watching it like, oh, the poor little raccoon. Like that's all yeah. I was saying. I was like, oh, yep. like yep. I think that part, but like. Speaking of animal, this movie took you through every emotion I think you could have. Yeah, every emotion absolutely. a human being can have, you had it. You laughed. You wanted to cry. You wanted to have these sad emotions. Yes. You had these mad emotions. Like, you know, it did everything. It needed like every emotion you could have in a movie. It was there. I I thought it was fantastic, and that's what a, that's what a movie should do. That is what a good movie should do. You know, not every movie is going to do that. There's a lot of movies that are just pure. That are good movies that are just pure action movies or pure comedies or pure dramas or whatever. But like movies that like this that do all of that stuff and do all that stuff well, those are some of the best movies you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as far as Marvel movies are concerned, this this is certainly up in that in that category. Uh, yeah, it, it took you it put you through the ringer. I mean, you as you said, you laughed, you cried, you were mad, all of it. All of it in this movie. I, I mean, I but at the end of the day, I like I walked out with a huge grin on my face, ready to see it again. I've mm-hmm. not gone back a second time. I'm excited to maybe this week, thinking about it. Maybe today, who knows? Uh, the day's still day's still young. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it's it succeeds in that standpoint. Absolutely. Um, who did you think in the movie was gonna die? Like, was there? Did you ever have a thought like, okay, this is setting this up? Um. I was gonna. I would have put my money on Rocket or Drax. Um, I, I didn't feel like it would have been Star Lord, um, but I, that was obviously on the table. I, it wasn't gonna be Groot. We've already seen his his death. It wasn't gonna be Gamora. We've already seen that happen again. Uh, I don't think Nebula or Mantis are quite big enough to really in that role to really draw that punch. But again, Yondu was kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would have put my money on Rocket or Drax. Drax mainly because, as I said, Dave Bautista's flat out said he's he's done playing playing Drax. Like he's seen Drax to the end of that role. So like I just thought he made the most sense to me. If I was mm-hmm. going to put money on anybody going into this movie, who I thought was going to 
uh, die by the end, I would have absolutely 100% said Drax. And Rocket would have been a, would, would be my second pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked how they ended it. I you know I like the the arc that they gave Drax. Um, you know I'm sure it was discussed. <laughs> you know are we going to kill any of these characters off? Uh, I don't know. You know if that was who made that decision. I don't know if that was a James Gunn decision or if that was a Kevin Feige decision. Um, well, we can talk about the Star Lord thing in a second, but you know maybe they just wanted to keep him alive in case they want to revisit it again. You know, because um, they do have a you know supposedly have a big another big team up movie around the corner where they're going to want to have as many people as possible. You know, and I don't know when we're actually going to get. Secret Wars. Uh, it may be thirty years from now, but um, you know, supposedly that movie is supposed to be coming out here in the next three or four years. And you want, to my understanding, you're going to want as many characters as possible. So you know, um, they maybe they just want to leave that open as an option. Uh, so yeah, Drax. Drax would have been my first, my number one pick, uh, if you will, for who I thought was going to die. Yeah, I thought him rocket than peter but as the movie was going there was a small part of me that thought could it be peter and rocket because of the way it was going yeah well and uh, there was honestly i i remember this i didn't vocalize it but there was about there's a moment about i don't know 25 minutes before the end of this movie where i thought to myself no one's gonna die mm-hmm. like i'm playing i'm playing out like what i think is about to happen in the in my head i'm like doesn't really add up. Like everything's really working out in their favor. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody. And then the one thing happened at the end with Star Lord, of course, going back for the Zune. I thought that was, I was fine with it once I realized what he was doing when he gave it to Rocket and all that stuff. I thought like, okay, if this is how, if, if this is why, like we've made such a, I, I, I would, I would have understood it, but I thought that would have been a little ridiculous. Yeah. If that's the reason why Star Lord died was because he went after the Zune, um, I would have, I wouldn't have loved that. Um, but then at the end, when you saw that you know he was giving it to Rocket and everything like that, that made more sense to me mm-hmm. um, when it actually played out. But yeah, I I thought I reached that point. I think it was around the time where they had the big, maybe the hallway scene where they're all fighting. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. There was a point in there. I'm like, I don't think anybody's actually going to die in this movie. Uh, but then we almost, I mean, Star-Lord did, like, he, he was dead. Like, he, mm-hmm. he was gone. Um, but conveniently enough, they had a uh, sentient being there who was drastically underused throughout the entire movie. We can talk about that, too. But yes. conveniently just flies out there and saves him and all is well. Um, I, I'll get, I have a theory on that, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, I, I would have said Drax for sure. But I, there was that point where I just, I kind of thought, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anybody's going to die. I'm glad you brought up uh, that being uh, Mr. Adam. Yeah, Will uh, Poulter. Yeah. yeah, because drastically underused. Because of how, when he showed up in the movie, I just another thing about Marvel so far in Phase Four, Phase Five, they start like right away, like something yeah. happens, which, yeah. which, that's been the next. Ever since Spider-Man, because Spider-Man was like, boom, 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 we're going to pick it up. Doctor Strange did the same thing. You know, Thor, they started right away. This one, too, like, we got Adam right away after the intro scene of Peter being drunk and all that. Like, boom, here, there he is. And then you don't really see him. We didn't see him as much as I thought we were going to. Now, you found out that he's on working with the main villain, like, they're on the same yeah. side, which that part, I was like, really? That's where we're going? Like, 
they're the same side. I didn't, that's where the clunkiness comes in. Like, oh, they're the same side. Then you don't see him as much. And then very quickly, he's a good guy. Like very quickly. Yep. Because of how Guardians 2 set it up. Like he's going to be this huge major villain. Like we'll call him Adam and like this big end credit scene. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I liked him. I thought he was fun. Like the funny parts, but weird storyline for him. Yep. Yep. Under It was underdeveloped. I don't know. So I, I haven't like totally heard everything or I mean, at some point I'm sure we'll hear more about like the production of this movie, but just to kind of put this into perspective, this movie was supposed to come out immediately following Endgame. Okay. Originally speaking, but then there was the issue with James Gunn getting fired by Marvel. Uh, then he went off and did the suicide squad for DC, then agreed to come back to Marvel to do this movie. Plus, in the middle of that, we had a global pandemic. So this movie was supposed to come out. I don't know if it was supposed to come out right, right after Endgame or right after Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't know exactly, but like this was supposed to be like the kickoff of the next phase of phase four. So I don't know exactly where the lines got crossed there. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't know what the, what the purpose of that was um i don't know whose decision that was um I, I there was a few there were a few things about this movie i didn't particularly care for uh i i, I love the movie we haven't really flat out said that i really love this movie mm-hmm. uh this great is, movie uh it's my initial thoughts coming out of the movie and i thought it would have been a hot take because i wasn't sure if everybody would feel this way but i'm actually seeing this exact quote being said a lot uh, this is the best Marvel movie since Endgame. That was that was the take I had coming out of the theater, and I've seen that a lot. And I I don't know that there's really much of an argument for it. I'm sure you might have a different opinion, and that's that's fair. Um, you can certainly make the case, but like I I just don't think there's much of a case for any other movie over this movie since Endgame. Um, but there were some things about it I didn't necessarily care for. I thought yes, I agree. I thought the uh, Adam Warlock, Will Poulter character was drastically underutilized. I mean, Will Poulter's not a huge name in Hollywood, but like he's a fairly relatively known actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought him in to kind of play this character, which you know, in the comics, he's he's both a villain and a member of the Guardians. Like he kind of he kind of does a kind of feel fills a few different holes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't wasn't exactly sure what they were going to do with him, but I thought he was drastically underused. And I, Gamora did nothing for me in this movie. Um, again, I don't know the reasoning behind everything, but this is a character that we saw die in Infinity War. And they brought her back conveniently through the multiverse stuff with Thanos. So this is not the same Gamora, but it is a version of Gamora. Right. I just, I felt like she was unnecessary in this movie. I would have much rather we had no Gamora and more Adam Warlock. I think that would have done a lot for me personally. Uh, I just, she did nothing. She was there to just provide a little bit of awkwardness for Star-Lord. And conveniently, she was the only person left on the ship at the end to drive it. Like, that's it. That's literally Mm -hmm. all she did. Um... You know, maybe maybe he was still in her contract to do one more. I don't know, but I because I, I read I heard another thing. James Gunn said that originally, yeah, she was supposed to die at the end of the second one, right? 
but they rewrote it so that it was Yondu. Um, so then when um, the the writers of Infinity War and Endgame, Marcus and McFeely, went to James Gunn and said, this is what we're thinking. Will this work for you? He said, yes, I can make that work. I would have just rather we just didn't have her. Nothing against her character, nothing against her as an actress. Like, you could have found a way to include her somewhere, like they did with Yondu in this. Um, but, like, I don't think she did anything. She provided nothing to me. And I would have much rather gotten more from the Adam Warlock character than, than have her there as just kind of an unnecessary... Just because she's a member of the team. I, I get that, but I don't know. She just didn't provide much for me. That was my other biggest negative takeaway from this movie, I think. Yeah, the only thing that was really good to have her was at the end that was kind of like a goodbye type of thing yeah where, which no, they didn't fair that's but that's the only that was the only i because i didn't think about it to you as you were talking about it, i re thought about it, like yeah you're right like she really she did she, it didn't make sense and besides the goodbye because peter they couldn't say goodbye to her in infinity war yeah. because of everything so this was kind of their goodbye send off to her yeah that's and, fair i mean i get that but you know she wasn't there at the beginning she wasn't on nowhere with the rest of them. She was off with the Ravagers. She didn't show up until, you know, they went out to to start their mission. Then she just conveniently shows up with the Ravagers. I don't know. It just it just felt unnecessary. Um as from as far as the story goes. You know, not that her character is unnecessary, not that, you know, Zoe Saldana is a member of the MCU is unnecessary. Just as far as the story went, her inclusion in the story felt unnecessary mm-hmm. to me. Yep. I agree because I did see that interview where he said he's going to kill her off in volume two. Mm-hmm. The writers and the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige said, Hey, we have this idea for, they had way planned out ahead of maybe infinity war. And that's when he was like, Oh, I'll make that work. It's fine. Cause she, she said she did not want to be this character for a long time. Yeah. She made that very clear. And so, and when they first ended in end game, I thought gardens three would be more about finding her. Like I really thought before the previews had come out, I really thought that's what this movie would be about. Yeah, and when I found it, when I found saw the previews and I realized it was a rocket type movie, I was like, okay, what's going to be her role? Like, what is this going to be about? And you're right. Like the only good thing she provided was driving the ship and the fight scene. Like that's that's really about it that she provided yeah. to this story. Which that was one of the best fight scenes in the MCU. I think I loved that whole film of that fight scene in the hallway. The Yeah, I agree. I I love that scene too. That one, and then at, towards the end where they all came in to take down the high, high evolutionary, I thought was good too. Loved um, it. When, after Rocket had gone in there to save the animals and whatever, uh, yeah, I thought that was fantastic. But yeah, they, the hallway scene, or if it was even in a hallway, whatever it was, um, that was, yeah, I agree. One of the better, one of the better um, fight scenes the MCU's had. What do you think about this villain? He's one of the best villains they've had. I agree. That's even because I saw right after I saw the movie, they had said there was a question like, is this a better villain than Kang than what we got in Quantumania? And I just sit there and think about it and I said, maybe because of the craziness of him, he and think about what he's doing. One of the best Marvel villains we've had since Thanos so far. And the act and, and real and the, the acting from everybody was off the charts. I thought in this movie and his acting for that character, he made him crazy. He made him yeah. a hateable person, which is his job. He was crazy, and that's where the hatred come in. Like your emotions, you're like, 
I want this guy gone for, you know, the torture of animals and yeah. and everything else. He was fantastic. Yeah. You you understood his motives. Yes. Not that you agreed with his motives, but you understood his motives. That's a lot. That's oftentimes what makes it a good villain. Like the MCU is notorious for having villains that are just absolutely just dumb. And like yes. you don't understand why they're doing the things they're doing. Um, that's really what makes their better villains stand out. You know, Loki, Thanos, uh, Killmonger, um, even Kang to a certain extent. We can talk about him too. But yeah, you just, you understood what he was doing. Again, you did not agree with it and you did not agree with the things he was doing, but that's what makes him a good villain. Uh-huh. You understand why he's doing it and you can actively root against him. Uh-huh. You know, um, sometimes good villains, you can actually like, you can kind of even little see some of their side of the story. That wasn't the case here. Um, but you could actively root against him. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, uh, that actor, I, you know, he hasn't done a ton. I know he was involved in Peacemaker. I know he's worked with James Gunn before. Um, he was, yeah, he was phenomenal. I, the Kang thing to this point has not gone over very well, if you ask me. I, I don't, and now there's the whole thing with Jonathan Majors. I don't know what the future of that character is. Uh, I have no idea. Um, and I'm, this is like conspiracy corner. <laughs> so, like, I don't take any validity into this. I'm literally coming up with this theory as I'm sitting here thinking. You can't have the timing of it, wouldn't have actually worked out this way. But it might be a little convenient that they didn't actually kill him at the end of this movie. Mm. I'm not, I don't know what I'm going, I don't know where I'm going with that direction, but they don't actually kill that character. Um, and again, I don't know what that means. And we may, and we may never see him again. And, you know, if that's the case, so, mm. be it. but I'm, I'm just thinking here. Again, you can't really plan out the time. The timing of it doesn't work with all the stuff going on with Jonathan Majors. Um, and you've already clearly focused a lot of things around Kang. You have a whole movie coming up that's supposed to be about Kang and the Kang dynasty. Uh, but this villain so far has been significantly better than the the villain we've had in Kang. Not that Jonathan Majors' performances have not been good. He was good in both of those, both Loki and Quantumania, but I, and I think the collective fan base have been drastically underwhelmed by Kang as the big bad uh-huh. in this phase or this, these last two phases of, of the MCU. So, and now with all the legal stuff going on around him, who knows? All I'm saying is that it's kind of convenient, maybe, that they didn't actually kill the high evolutionary in this movie. Just throw it out there. Conspiracy yeah. corner. I didn't think of that at all. I just thought of it. So, because yeah, you're right. It just explodes. You don't really see him. And we've learned if we learned anything in Marvel, you have unless to you see watch him. them die. Yes, in which we did not. So, huh? So we have our new Kang, our new villain, is what we're. Saying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I, I do. I don't. I think will they post it. I don't think they can pivot that hard on the Kang dynasty and everything going on around Kang. Just saying, it might be convenient that we didn't actually watch him die. Uh, That's so okay. I want to talk about my Star Lord thing. Yes. So we've already discussed how Star Lord 
does not die at the end of this movie. He kind of dies, and then Adam Warlock comes in and saves him. Yes. Do you think that there was a script not long before the final script that he does actually die? I think so. And that Kevin Feige went to James Gunn and said, we need Chris Pratt. <laughs> because think about this. Who have been the big stars of this universe of the last 15 years? Robert Downey Jr. His character's dead. Mm-hmm. We might see him show up at some point in Secret Wars or something, but that would be it. Right. His character's dead. Steve Rogers, we have aged up. He has retired. Again, could show up in some spinoff series, could show up in something. But as we know right now, he's gone. He's right. not a part of this universe. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Scarlett Johansson has been killed off of this, have been killed off of this thing. Uh, I just find it incredibly fitting that two of their biggest stars that they have left, they have gone out of their way to say at the end of the movie that they will return. Chris Hemsworth apparently did not know (laughs) at the end of Thor 11 Thunder that it was going to say he is returning. Right. That Thor will return. And I, I just, I think Marvel is realizing that they're losing their big name actors at a rapid pace. Now that they still don't have name act, big name actors. I mean, Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, like they're still big names that are a part of this, but they are, losing a lot of their big names at a rapid pace. And I just wonder if maybe Star-Lord was supposed to die at the end of this movie. And Kevin Feige went to him and said, we need him. And they were able to work out a deal, you know, or that he will return. I don't know in what form, you know, who knows uh, what that means. But if you think about it, who's, you know, who's leading these movies right now, they're not i mean there there's not a lot of a list uh power here so you know i know that that chris pratt has kind of waned in the eyes of some of the pop the population and i understand that but he's still a big name uh-huh. <laughs> i mean people will still go to movies because he's chris pratt right so i don't know that's just kind of something i've been thinking about uh, maybe I, I think it's certainly possible that they're like we need him which, um, which let's let's not kill him off. Which makes sense because, like I said, I had that vibe in the movie that something could happen to him because of how it started, of how down he is. You know, he he even said it in the movie. He was responsible for the snap. He said it. He was like, "I punched Thanos," and then all of a sudden he got the stone. Like he admits it. So it felt like he could have gone. And I think you're right. I think he probably went to James Gunn and said, "Hold on a second. If we're going to have this big time movie coming up and we have all these actors and actresses gone, we need somebody to be a staple later on. And Chris Pratt's going to be that person. And he's had that, he had that great series on Amazon prime that came out. So he's still a big time actor. He still brings in eyeballs and uh, what was it? The terminal list. I think it's pretty good. And I, he, I think he's made a comment to during the press tour for this, that he would like to keep, doing these movies so you know if you have actors that have vocally said they're done uh and you have actors that are vocally saying they want to keep doing them if yeah at this point you have to keep you know 
keep him around. So I think that just I think that makes sense. I I would not be shocked if you were to tell me that that Star Lord was supposed to die at the end of this movie, but what? they decided they they need him around because as I said, we've already you know listed all those other. I don't I don't know that Brie Larson wants to keep doing this. I've heard that she's not thrilled with some of the things she's going through. Um, so that's another big name. You look ahead, Captain America, New World Order. I'm not sure Anthony Mackie is is a list actor. I, I I like him. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be fine. I'm sure the movie will do well. He's not a list. The Thunderbolts. It's I mean it's another team up movie. I mean there's there's potential out there, but again I'm just saying like if you have big actors that are saying they want to be done, and you have big actors that say they want to be in. You shouldn't be killing off the ones that say they want to be in. <laughs> so I think I think that's ultimately what that came down to. I think I don't know I don't know to what point I don't know if we'll see him in some solo thing. Uh, I don't know if you know maybe because he's on Earth maybe he will have some sort of tie to the Avengers. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but um, yeah, I I don't think that was unintentional. <laughs> I think that was very much an intentional thing to say like, hey. We still have eight list actors that are in these things, even though we've killed off a lot of your favorite superheroes in the last five years. So, yeah, uh, that that is a good thought. Just thank you, thank you, because it makes me go back and think of how the movie went, and then he's still here, so yeah. it gives that vibe of that. And because you noticed how when that said the legendary Starlord will return, they were talking about this. You notice how it's in a white screen, not yeah, a black screen. I don't screen. know what that was about. That 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 was a strange choice because it's always black. Uh, that is always a black screen with white text. It was different. I have no idea the the situation there. Somebody I saw somebody was theorizing that because it would be a different, um, very a very different variant. So maybe a different actor could play him. I I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. I think I think if Chris Pratt wants to do it, they'll let Chris Pratt do it. I don't think Chris Pratt is. Um, I'm again. I I know that he's not been. Um, he's had his he's had his his faults, but I think he's still clearly he has the he's the headliner of the two biggest films in in the world right now. So, uh, you know, I think he's I think I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah the 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 rumor was because in a different universe, this guy's wearing like a white thing or something. I don't know that could play Star Lord. Um, it was rumored that. He in the comics he does have a solo part afterwards, and it's changed, yeah. and that's why they made it a different screen because he'll be different. Um, Could be. So all those were rumored. When Chris Pratt has made comments about playing in DC with James Gunn before, so maybe that's why it was on the table to get rid of him. But yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any reason he couldn't do both. But I, I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see. Um, what they end up doing. Cause obviously they have a good relationship and James Gunn has a tendency to work with a lot of the same actors. Uh, I do not see James Gunn or I do not see Chris Platt, Pratt Pratt playing Superman, um, <laughs> which is, you know, the big talk right now is who's going to be the Superman and James Gunn's new movie. Uh, I do not see that being Chris Pratt, but no. yeah, who knows? I mean, that's certainly on the table too, but uh, yeah, I, it just, it certainly was not unintentional um, that that was, that was how the movie ended with him back on earth and saying that he will return. Which it could be Captain America. Cause he's on earth. You never know when he'll pop up or they could, they could, could they could wait till the Avengers movie. He could wait. Yeah. All those I, years who knows? And... I don't know what they have in mind. I think, you know, we spent so much time uh, theorizing 
about what all these upcoming projects were, and they came out and told us what all these projects were. I am going to wonder if they are going to pivot <laughs> quite a bit um, on a lot of upcoming things. Just we went from uh, trying to crank out as much content as possible to put stuff on Disney Plus and the way the entertainment and particularly the, particularly the streaming industry has changed over the course of the last six to eight months. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's the same mindset that they have. So I don't know if we're going to see all these TV shows that they originally told us we were going to get, or at least not nearly in the timeline that we thought we were going to get them. So it would not shock me at all if they slide a Chris Pratt solo show or solo movie into their schedule um, or something along those lines. Again, I, I don't know. I have no idea what they would do with him. Um, but I, yeah, it wasn't unintentional. What do you think of our new guardians team up? <laughs> I mean, it was, it's cool to see it. I don't know that we'll ever, I don't think that's ever going to come to fruition. Um, I mean, some who knows? You know, they always kind of tease some of these things. You remember at the end of Guardians Two, they showed that group of Ravagers that was Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh, uh, like Miley Cyrus was voicing that one character. Like, you know, we always get some of those things. I it was cool to see that group, you know, kind of together at the end. Um, I hope we see more of some of those characters. I would love Rocket Raccoon to to be a fixture of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see if that happens in groups the same way. I mean, I don't think you can really get rid of those characters um, because it doesn't really require much. Um, you know, as, as far as as far as talent's concerned, I don't think anybody's going to be heartbroken if Bradley Cooper doesn't come back to voice Rocket Raccoon. I think you could easily replace him with somebody else. Uh, Groot doesn't say anything. We we we'll touch on that in a second. Um, but I don't think Craglin will be in a non. I don't think Sean Gunn's going to be in a non James Gunn Guardians movie. I that, that that's just not happening. Um, the the young character, the girl. Uh, I don't remember what her character's name is, but she's she has Fella. Is it Fela? Fela? Phil? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I could see her showing up at some point in the future uh, in some capacity because I know she has connections to the Guardians. She has connections to Captain Marvel. So you know, there could be something there. Um, so it was cool to see, you know, at the end, but I wouldn't put any stock into seeing that sort of group down the road, um, in a, you know, in another version of a guardians movie. I I don't think that's, I don't think that will happen. Um, but it would be cool to see some of them back again. I heard a rumor. Oh, hit me. They could be tied to the credit scene of Eternals. We have not seen or heard from the Eternals. And I don't know if we will again. I, I don't know. I mean, we knew at one point they said there's going to be a sequel to that movie. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't, honestly. Um, could be. I mean, there could be some sort of connection. Um, I think there's there's enough there. Uh, so maybe. But I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen that. And I don't know exactly the what what's the reasoning behind that. Just from being in space, like they're in space, do they cross paths? Does oh, that? Does well, that? Yeah, I mean, it could be because there was a big thing about Adam Warlock. Like, we need to see yeah. more of him. Could there be? A, well, yeah, a tie? I, I, I should have mentioned him. Yes, I. That is the one of that group that I think we 
will see more of. Uh, I don't think you bring in Will Poulter and underutilize him that drastically and not kill him to not use him more. I think he is, if I was going to put money on anybody in that group that you're going to see more of, it would be him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eternals, if they do end up making that movie, uh, would make sense. If they continue on with the Captain Marvel storyline, that could make sense. Um, but but yeah, that I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But I that wouldn't shock me, I guess, especially if they do end up doing an Eternals too. I think it was a, a video, someone, they did a breakdown of each end credit scene and they brought up the Star-Lord thing and with the new Guardians, they said, could Star-Lord somehow be tied into Eternals? That's why they changed those to the white screen. Could yeah. could these characters somehow cross paths with those people because they're out in space? Um, you know, are they going to come across worlds that get destroyed by Eternals? Like, that was just this big thing. And just because you're in space and how does Star-Lord come back? How does he become a character again? And so could he be tied because he's on Earth now and it's, it's whatever. I just thought that would be wouldn't, a, maybe because I mean, the name Star Fox. I think that's who Thanos' brother made because of the names. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, how. Correct. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I know we as Marvel fans love to theorize about this stuff, and I spend way too much time doing a lot of this on my own, but I don't think that I can honestly come out of that movie and doing a, do a lot of theorizing for what's to come of these characters. I don't think. Especially without James Gunn being involved. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't I don't think we've seen the last of all of them. I do think we will see more of certain characters, but um, I don't think we'll get another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. No. Um, and I don't know if I will. I would expect to see that group team up anywhere. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's certainly everything's on the table. Um, but I mean, they already kind of have everything planned out for the next two or three years. So we'll see. I mean, at least again, with Groot and with Rocket, you don't really have to, you could have them show up 10 years later and it wouldn't affect anything. Um, not all actors are going to be that way. So, Right. I think if we do Sam, it would be, there would never be a solo movie. It would never be a solo no. show. It would be, Besides maybe Chris Pratt, maybe he might be the only one, but even he said, like, he made a comment. He goes, this is my last Marvel movie with James Gunn as the director. So he yeah. made that comment, so he's okay with doing something else without him. But there'll be, like, an infinite, like, the Avengers, where they just kind of pop in, and it won't be their yeah. movie. So we may not see them until one of the Avengers movies. That may be the next I wouldn't time. expect to. I wouldn't expect to see any of them, other than maybe Star-Lord, if they do something with him. I wouldn't think you're going to see the rest of them until at least Secret Wars, whenever that right. movie's going to come out. If at all, with this writer strike, who knows when? Yeah, I haven't even. I had the Phase Five pulled up. What is the Phase Six? So currently, Secret Wars is scheduled for May of 2026. I don't know if they're going to hit that or not. I don't, don't. I don't know anything about. I don't know. Are we ready? Are we are we done talking about this movie? Sure. Because I mean, at some at some point we can move on and talk about the rest. But I didn't know if there was anything else. Oh, so at the end, the Groot line. Oh yes, yes, yes. How did you interpret that? I interpreted it as we could understand what he was saying. Okay, that's fine. That's how I interpreted it too. And I don't know if that's how everybody's hearing that. If if everybody's thinking, oh, can he can he speak English now? Um. 
yeah, that's that's exactly how I how I took it too. Is that we it, all they're saying is that we can now understand him only because of the reaction to the other characters when he first said it that didn't click with me but then when i saw the rest of the actor or the characters not be phased i was like oh we're hearing what they're hearing now yeah and that was i've been watching these movies for a long time and that was the first time that i heard Groot's voice and immediately thought oh that's vin diesel (laughs) yes like every other time he speaks like i don't it doesn't really i don't know i just don't hear vin diesel's voice i just hear Groot's. um Cause it's so different every single time he says it. Cause every type has its own inflection and everything. But that was the first time I'm like, Oh yeah, that's Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> that is true. No, it was, it was, I thought it was kind of cheesy, but like, it was fine. And it he was, was built like Vin cool. Diesel too. Did you yes. like how his built is? Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. built like Vin Diesel. No, I, I love, I love that character clearly. Uh, and I'm wearing my iron green shirt. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, I thought that I thought the same thing, but I like that. Um, let's see anything else pertaining to the movie. Um, uh, I thought um, Mantis was fantastic. She was you know a character that we got in the second movie that was kind of you know as like a plot device type thing. Uh, but I thought you know while Rocket was the the heart and soul of this movie, I thought Mantis really carried a lot of the emotion. Um, and I thought she did really well. Um, I thought she was great. Drax, the the arc they gave him, uh-huh. um, you know, with the kids at the end, like that just, that, that tore me up. Like that made me cry. Um, Nebula, you know, all the characters are great. Uh, they all were. Um, again, I've already made my, said my piece about Gamora, um, but she was fine. Like, Zoe Saldana was fine in the movie. Uh, I just, you know, whatever. Um, let's see. High Evolutionary. That was, that was great. Um, yeah. I think that's everything, right? Did we need to cover anything else? No, I mean, you, you kind of got into the inside of why Rocket's the way he is, like how, why he was fighting so yeah. hard to get them back in an end game why he was so sad about Groot in the first movie because it tore at your heartstrings when he was with the mm-hmm. other animals and like I'm going to build a spaceship and fly with my friends and mm-hmm. all that stuff that stuff like I say it got to every emotion that you could possibly imagine yep. and it was just set up I knew those characters would die I was just sitting there like when's it going to happen how is it going to happen yep. and you and know then there was this scene where he was you know about to die and like I I I saw that coming. Like he's not actually going to die. Like they're going to, they're going to bring him. Back. It's too early in the runtime here. He's not done, right? Because um, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't really involved. Um, you know, he was right there at the very beginning of the movie, and then he was pretty much unconscious. And so all the rocket we got for the first two thirds of this movie was flashback rocket. So it wasn't. I don't even think that was Bradley Cooper's voice. Um, so it was a lot less work for for Brad uh, to to voice for this movie, but. Right. Uh, but yeah, and then when he finally does, you know, help out at the end, it was it was cool to see. Love that character. Love all these characters. Um, you know, this this franchise holds a special place in my heart. Uh, you know, the second one I I didn't really particularly care for, uh, but one and three are just mm-hmm. uh, I think phenomenal, yep. um, phenomenal movies. Let alone you know MCU movies. Uh, just just great, just wonderful films. And I thought this was just a perfect. Uh, bow to put on this franchise uh-huh. and on these characters. I loved how they ended it. I loved, you know, 
letting them go off their separate ways. Um, the the arc they gave to Drax, the arc they gave to Nebula, um, Rocket, obviously, you know, leading the Avengers. That makes sense. I mean, he was he was kind of the, the heart and soul of the whole franchise. I, mean, I know Peter. A lot of it was about Peter Quill, you know, the first two. But really, I mean, it was it was they were Rocket movies. We just didn't really realize it yet. Um, so it, yeah, I was I was floored. I, I they needed this movie. Um, and I'm I'm super happy for the movie that we got. And I like how James Gunn gave every single character a moment to shine somewhere in yep. the movie. Because sometimes they get yep. hidden. Like we talked about Ant Man. Like where was the Wasp in that movie? Well, she made comments in the world that they didn't like, so I think they cut her time. They could have done the same for Chris Pratt because he's very vocal about things. But they need Chris Pratt, and each one had a moment to shine somewhere. Even Groot had moments to shine somewhere, so... Yeah, it Groot was, was violent. He was. That was where a lot of the violence came from. This movie was was Groot. Uh, yeah, he was He was great. Yeah. I agree. So I love that. Um, yeah, just wonderful. Um, so let's talk about what's coming up, because it's going to be interesting, I think, next couple of years, because I think a lot of things are going to change. I think we're going to find out at Comic-Con in July that I think they're going to make some changes here. Um, we know we're getting the Marvels in November. Hmm, which is not uh, looking we, great. We've already gotten the trailer for that. We know what that's going to be. You know, I don't have a lot of high hopes for that, but you know, I'll go into it with an open mind. And then we have later this summer, either next month or July, I think it's next month, we get Secret Invasion, which I'm very excited for Secret Invasion. Yes. Uh, the the TV show, the Disney Plus show with with Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. That cast is loaded. It's gonna be like a I think it's gonna be like a mini series. I don't think it's more than like four episodes, um, which I think is fine. I don't think it. I don't think we need to be doing six to seven, um, you know, episode shows. Let's see how long is it gonna be. Um, Secret Invasion. Um. June Let's see, 20th. what are we listed off here? Do I see an episode count? Do I see an episode count? Six episodes. It will be six episodes. Okay, which is fine. That's um, fine. I think I think that's fine. That's stretches over two months. That's what they want to do. I get that money, you know. But that cast is loaded. I'm very excited for that show. That definitely has Winter Soldier vibes, which is cool because love Winter Soldier. It's one of my favorite MCU projects. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe going to get Loki season two this year, but I'm not. Holding my breath on that. Uh, I don't know how involved Jonathan Majors is in that show, uh, but he's supposed to be. It was rumored that he plays a big part. Yeah, and if if we continue to find out more about his his accusations, I don't know what they're going to do with that show because they moved it. Um, they moved it to October already. Yeah, uh, so we'll see if we even get that this year. If we don't get that this year and it's only three movies and one TV show, that would be interesting. I don't know if they'll try to – they can expedite something else. I don't know if what if season two is ready to roll and they can release that or something. But um, either way, so the next year we get Captain America New World Order, which I mean I, I, I'm not, not excited for. Um, I just – you know, we'll just kind of see where we get – I'm I am excited for Thunderbolts, I think, mm-hmm. which is in July. Um, again, we haven't seen anything from these movies. We're a year plus out for these, so we're not going to see trailers or anything for several months. 
Um, but just what we do know, I think I, I am fairly excited for both of those projects, especially Thunderbolts. Uh, and then currently Blade is scheduled for September of 2024, which that is certainly not happening. Um, that has They did release that that has been on hold again due to the writer's strike. The other two, I don't think the writer's strike will affect. I think they're probably done with the script. I don't know what stage of production they're in with New World Order and Thunderbolts, but I would venture to guess that they are well past the writing stage for those. Um, but Blade, I don't know if we'll ever see a Blade movie, at least for a while. Uh, at this point, Mahershala Ali's probably going to age out of this role by the time Gosh, they're ready to yes. do this thing. And it's they're going to have to start over. So that would be phase five. Um, Is Echo coming out this year too, or did they move that? No, they've moved that. I don't know. Uh, let's see. See, this thing is only the movies. How do I get to the TV shows? I think they already filmed it and everything. Let's see. Uh, phase five. So no, nothing else has a release date. Um, Loki is still listed as mid 2023, but as I said, I don't know if that's happening. Um, and then what if season two, which again, isn't necessarily MCU proper it's kind of its own thing um ironheart echo agatha and daredevil are the four that are listed in that order on wikipedia i would not expect to see any of those this year maybe what if as i said but again that's not necessarily mcu proper um so this could be a it could be a much smaller year compared to what we've had what we've had the last year or two um which wouldn't be a bad thing um if if you can if you can hit on at least two of those, I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if Secret Invasion and the Marvels don't do well, I'd be concerned if I were if I were Marvel. Um, but if you can at least have one of those hit, um, if if Secret Invasion is good and does well, and if the Marvels at least does decent enough business at the box office, I think you're happy. But um, God, you really needed, you really needed, and you still really need Guardians to do well at the box office. It's only mm-hmm. been the first weekend. I haven't seen numbers yet. Um, I'm assuming it's it'll do fine, but um, you just never know. And then the future is, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, phase six is, let's see. This is phase five. So let's go to phase six. Currently listed for phase six. November 2024 is Deadpool 3. I have not heard that that has been affected by the writer's strike. But who knows at this point? Mm -hmm. Um, We have heard casting for that at least. We know obviously Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are in this. Um, It says they're in pre-production. So... We'll have to see. Fantastic Four is. I wanted to talk to you about this. So, Fantastic Four is currently listed as February of 2025. They are saying the report I just saw said that they're supposed to start shooting in in January, this coming January. Yet they have yet to announce who is in this movie. They obviously know who their actors are. Like uh-huh. they wouldn't. They wouldn't say they were going to start shooting in January if they didn't know who their cast was. Um which I just find interesting that here we are in May and we still don't know. 
maybe they're holding on to that information in case they have other bad news and so they can drop that on us. Um, at this point, who do you want to see in the Fantastic Four? I don't even care anymore at this point. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way, man. <laughs> because we had high hopes for John Krasinski, then they drop him in Doctor Strange, and you're like, it's not going to be him. Then it was, you know, uh, who are we going to see in the Hulk? And She-Hulk, we thought we were going to see... Uh, Jason Siegel. We thought we were going to see him. Ben rumored to be Ben Grimm. Yeah, the rumors have been just absolutely crazy. Uh, everybody in Hollywood has been rumored to be a part of this movie. Uh, the latest report is Adam Driver as Mr. Fantastic, which I don't hate. Um, he seems more of a Doctor Doom, but maybe that role is too similar to Kylo Ren. So um, my thing on Adam Driver is if Adam Driver wants to be in your movie, and if he wants to be Mr. Fantastic, you let him do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is too good of an actor, and he is too big of a name for you to pass up on. Uh, if he fits the age profile you're looking for, uh, I would trust him to be able to play the role. Um, I really would. He is one of the best actors we have working today. So I think he will be also a native of nearby Mishawaka, Indiana, where I am where I live. Um, fun fact for you. On your Sunday. Uh, yeah, I would be fine with it if that's who it is. I'm not in love with the recent rumor I heard of Margot Robbie as... Um, mm. I just, I don't know. That just seems too obvious, and I don't really, I don't love that. I, I was kind of really enjoying the the um, the very unlikely rumor of um, reversing gender roles and putting uh, Mila Kunis in as the thing um, instead of a man being a woman. Uh, I thought that was kind of clever, but I don't. That's that's certainly not happening. Um, we'll see. I, I would guess at this point we'll find out that cast at Comic Con in July, which just makes the most sense. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm with you. I honestly, I don't really care at this point. Like, just, just do what you got to do. Like, I did like the reports of Tom Ellis being involved in the MCU yeah. somewhere because I loved him and Lucifer. I think that's a great show on Netflix for people to watch. Um, they were like, oh, he could play in the MCU. He could play. Uh, Oh my God! What's the villain? Who's the devil? That I can't remember. Mephisto. But that's too close to his Lucifer character. Right, so would yeah. he do that again? It was rumored he was going to be Fantastic Four, which I would did not mind either. But I think those you know fizzled away. He could be Doctor Doom. I have no clue because he played Lucifer so well. Ah, who knows? But they're trying to find these A-list celebrities, like you said. They need to find people that are going to. Make a splash, I think, especially with all the underwhelming performances of their TV shows and some of these movies they've gotten. They're like, we got to make a splash. Yep. I and I, I don't have high hopes for the Marvel, this Miss Marvel movie, whatever. I, I hope, I hope it does well. I hope it's good. I, I didn't hate the original Captain Marvel movie. I just, it wasn't my favorite, and uh, I really think that that only did bonkers numbers because of when it came out um i think that uh you could have put any marvel movie in between that and it would have made a billion plus dollars um yeah so i yeah we'll see um i liked monica's character and 
WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see her again. Um, but I don't really have too high of hopes for that movie. Um, you want to talk about your updated rankings before we get off this thing? We can. And just real quick, I agree that they're going to change some things because you keep seeing these. Yeah, no, they're definitely going to. They keep yeah. fast forwarding sh- st- shows. And I got excited when I saw the Doctor Strange one, but then I thought about what you were saying. Maybe they're doing that because they need Benedict Cumberbatch to be like, hey, we need an actor in here. Yeah. And they need names. And like Elizabeth yeah. Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen is like, I loved not playing Scarlet Witch for because I was played her for two years straight. Like I was happy. So who knows? And we we'll probably see her in Agatha, but that's not even guaranteed either. Yeah. No. You need you need a list names to bring people into the box office. I mean, just just because it's a Marvel movie doesn't necessarily mean it's going to do it's going to do going to do incredible business uh, financially. You need big name actors, and when you are killing off. And you know, letting contracts expire for actors that want to move on, rightfully so. Like, I don't. There's no reason why Robert Downey Jr. needs to play this character for the rest of his life. Uh, but if you have actors that want to keep playing these roles, don't kill them off. Right. Um, especially if they're you know popular actors. Um, you know, if I don't even know who else would be a you know, um, if Benedict Cumberbatch wants to keep playing Doctor Strange, you don't kill him off. Right. <laughs> like you just, you know, I'm not saying you have to do a Doctor Strange movie every three years, but like find a way to include him. You know, that's what they did with with Spider-Man. You know, um, he was part of the marketing for that movie. Like people went to that movie because he was in it. Um, so that's just that's just a business decision. So, yeah, they're going to keep changing some things. The TV schedule, I think, is I think we're going to. I would not be shocked if we if the slate we see at this Comic-Con is drastically different from what we saw at last Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. I think it'll be very different, um, just because of the the way streaming has changed. Because as I said, six to eight months ago, they were still trying to cram as much stuff in there as possible. You know, they were trying to fill the content machine, and I do to an extent. They obviously still want to keep doing that, but I think they're not just Disney. I think all the studios are realizing con- uh, quality over quantity is the direction we need to go. You know, She Hulk did not do well. Mm-mm. Um, She-Hawk was not well received. Uh, the, they continue to crank out this stuff at an alarming pace and it's only harming the visuals. These aren't just your standard sitcoms. Like these are shows and movies that take years to produce. Part of the reason why Guardians and like Rocket and Groot look so much better than what she-hulk did is because they had years to perfect these characters mm-hmm. with she-hulk you're trying to cram this stuff out in like 12 months like that's just not enough time and it's not only that they're longer if you're doing six 30 minute long shows that's three hours alone if they're mm-hmm. 40 minutes that's three plus hours you know movies yeah some movies are stretching to three hours long but like you know and th- at the rate that they were doing it it's just that was never going to work um, and it's Marvel is the biggest issue right now, but all of the, uh, special effects issue, like stuff in film and TV shows are a problem. Like if there's just too much of it and these houses that do the VFX, they, they can't hold it. They can't do it. Right. And it's, it's just, it's not good. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to see a drastic change in the release schedule for both the movies and the TVs for Marvel. I think we'll announce that in July at Comic-Con. 
and depending on this Jonathan Major stuff, storyline could change. Who knows? Yeah, no, that's that's a part of it too. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Which, I don't know. which we we don't know. He says he's not guilty, but then the like alarming rate is is that the longer it goes, I know that's the more alarming thing. You're like, well, what's being said? Whatever, but right. I think I think that's another thing they're going to do. They're going to change, and they got to play this waiting game now. Of maybe that's why Loki got pushed back to October because they want to see what happens. Like maybe they're I like, think well, it wait probably is. I think they need to figure that out because if if stuff if they if the verdict on him is that he's guilty, then they they got to pivot. They can't have that. They can't have that actor in their show. They just can't. They can't do it. Um, you know, the DC is dealing with a lot of that stuff on their own with the Flash. Um, and that we can talk about that here briefly if you want. And that's the movie that I'm I'm hearing is is good. Um, yeah. I, not a movie that I would normally be excited to see, but like the the more positive talk it gets, I mean, it's getting there for me. But that is being marketed as a Batman movie. It is not being marketed as an Ezra Miller movie. Uh, Did you and, see the comments? You know, which ones? <laughs> you will for you will forget about him after this movie or something yeah, like you'll I'm forget sure. what he did. And I'm like, no, you yeah. won't. No, you won't. No, I, that movie has been in production for so long and they have decided that it's too good to not release. So they're, they're doing whatever they can to, to spin it and get it out there and make some money off of it. And hopefully I'm more never excited have, for Michael. Never Keaton. have to think about Ezra Miller ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody is. That's why it's literally being marketed. The Batman logo is literally in the the logo for this movie. Like it is, yeah. It's a Batman multiverse movie is what this movie is being marketed as. So. Good, I'm okay with that. Me too. All right, where does this sit out your Marvel rankings? I'm I'm, a, I'm interested to see because I know you liked it. We've obviously been talking about it for the last hour, um, but I'm curious to see how much you like it. I, I don't mean, know. We need to go through the whole rankings again. I just need you to convince me to put it in the top ten. Because I keep looking at it. It but my, is in my top 10. But see, my top 10 is not normal because there's two movies in the top 10 that people don't put in their top 10. You have both Doctor Strange movies in your top 10. Yeah. Yes. Well, that is, I mean, that's, this is personal choice, man. You can do whatever you want. It is, it is I'll just, your world. I'll just give you my top 10 so we don't go through okay. the whole thing. Just the top 10. All right. Okay. The top 10, like normal people have, is Infinity Wars 1, Endgame is 2, and I put Spider Man No Way Home at 3. Then I have Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness of four, uh, Civil War at five, Doctor Strange six, Ragnarok seven, Guardians of the Galaxy one at eight, Avengers nine, Winter Soldier at ten, then Volume three at eleven. Is where it is. I mean that's fair. I mean, I have it at eight. Um, I obviously have it ahead of every single Doctor Strange movie. Uh but like that's you're you're that's fine. I don't I don't hate that. Uh if you're if you have to include both Doctor Strange movies in your top ten, then yeah, this one probably does sit at eleven. Uh I have it at eight. I have it um yeah, I have my top five has been the same. It's it's Infinity War, Black Panther, Guardians, Guardians One, yes. uh Endgame and Winter Soldier are my top five. That top five hasn't changed. Well, I guess both the both the Avengers movies slid in there, but and then I still I had Guardians three behind Ragnarok and Avengers. Um, so those are the seven movies that I have in front of it. Um, I think it's better than 
everything else since Endgame. I think the only thing that No Way Home uh, has a case, but I think No Way Home um, thrives so much on the nostalgia that I I just I cannot put that movie ahead of this. Um, and Black Wakanda Forever and Shang Chi, right? Don't we're not as good as this. I didn't no. think either Doctor Strange movies were as good as. But I understand you are very much Doctor Strange fanboy, so that's fair. Um, I have seen some. I've seen some top 10 Marvel top 10s that are honestly even stranger than yours. So, you know, uh, whatever makes you happy. I think 11 makes sense. I think it's, I don't think it's top tier Marvel movie. Uh, I don't think it's the best guardians movie. Um, I can maybe, maybe make a case that it is a better movie than the first guardians. Maybe. Uh, but as far as enjoyment standpoint goes, I just, I, I love the first guardians movie. So like, it's, it's nowhere, it's nowhere near that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I shouldn't say that it's not nowhere near it, but it's definitely behind it. Um, they're just different, yeah. yeah. And then my other top 10 right now, I, I have TV shows on here too. I have WandaVision 9 and Civil War 10. If you don't count the TV shows, then I have uh, No Way Home would be my 10th, yeah. I didn't put, I didn't put the, I didn't put yeah. the uh, yeah. If you're just doing movies, Civil War would be nine and No Way Home 10 for me, so. um. I think I didn't put volume three above volume one is because volume three is probably a better, like you said, overall, if you go by movie, movie, like as a movie, yes. But I think Guardians one was fun. Like the soundtrack, just how they introduced characters, it's more fun, I think. Yeah. Just because of the tone too, it's fun. absolutely. The only movie in my top 10 that I could be talked out of moving down to me is the first Doctor Strange. I don't know why I like Multiverse of Madness so much. No clue why. But me personally, I just like watching it. I just I was very harsh on that movie when it first came out. And some of it was some of it was um unwarranted. Um it's probably not as low as what I had it originally. I if I probably went through and did this again, I'd probably move it a little higher. It's still nowhere near my top ten. Um but I still have it higher than the first Doctor Strange. I, not that I dislike any of those movies. I, I think that they're both fine. Um, there aren't many Marvel movies that I drastically hate. Mm-hmm. Quantum Mania is very low on my list. Quantum Mania is of the forty-one properties I have on this list, which again includes the TV shows. I have Quantum Mania thirty-eighth. <laughs> wow! It is only above Thor: The Dark World, The Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man three on my list. Like it, I did not like that. I did not care for that movie at all. I was so bothered by everything they did in that movie. Um, but other than that, I mean, most most movies, most Marvel movies and Marvel properties, I've enjoyed. Uh, here's the big question before we sign off. So Marvel has now had four, five trilogies. There's been a civil or a Captain America trilogy. There's been Thor's technically had four movies by now. There's an Iron Man trilogy. There's a Spider-Man trilogy. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, both had two. Uh, so those is that five, right? Mm-hmm. So five that have had at least three movies, if not four. So how would you rank those movies? Those oh, it, trilogies. It's so tough because I keep I always forget Thor has four movies. Like it's just well, crazy. even if you just count the first three. Because I, have, I don't know, whatever, however you want to do it. I would just 
You can't rank Doctor Strange, Steve, because no, no. he's only been he's only had two. No. So how would you rank the other five? Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Spider Man, and the Guardians. I would have to answer it this way. I think Captain America and Guardians have to be one or two. I think they I have agree. to be up there. Yep. Then I think you have to go Spider Man. Correct. Then you just down the list. I think Thor might be the last. Yeah. That's Iron right. and then Iron Man or Thor have to be the last. It, I, it doesn't yeah, matter. I agree. Because I Dark agree. World, Dark World really put back Thor the trilogy part. Yeah. Um and then Iron Man 2 and 3 were not Iron Man 3 hit or miss. Sometimes you want to watch it and it's okay. Then times you're looking at it and you go, what the hell were they doing? But yeah, I think Captain America and Guardians now have to be one or two. And yep. there's and no I wrong Spider-Man, answer. Spider-Man's a very close three, I think, for me. But it's it's three for sure. But it, they're all three are right there. Uh, but I, I would agree with you. That would be my ranking too. I would probably put Guardians one, so Captain America two, <clears throat> Spider-Man three, Thor, four, Iron Man five. I mean, all both of those had one movie that I really enjoyed, and the other two I didn't really care for. So yeah, um, they're both kind of on level playing field, which is bad because um, Iron Man is a good movie, and then it's no, the, it's a it's, great movie. It's the other two that, but I like Ragnarok better than I do the original yes. Iron Man. So yes, I, but I agree. Stuff. I agree. Glad we agree. Glad we agree. I agree on that. And then <laughs> when when Doctor Strange three comes out, then we can change this up. Okay, great. I look forward to that. Even though Avengers Infinity War is almost a Doctor Strange 3 to me, so that's okay. Oh, so is Spider-Man Home. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home is kind of like a Doctor Strange movie, too. That's true. That's true. Which I have not rewatched it since I think it was out in theaters, I don't think. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Because I can't stream it anywhere. Uh, yes, it's it's on like Stars or something. I own it. Do you want, to, you want me to mail it to you? I own it too. I just have an open. You want me to, you want me to get you my login to my digital copy? No, I have one. Okay. Well, then what are you complaining about? You can stream it. I guess so. That's that is a poor excuse, Steve. Oh, real quick. I am loving Ted Lasso. Oh, I knew you would. I knew you would. I knew you would love Ted Lasso. I really did. We have a free or a trial subscription to Apple TV for like six or eight months or whatever. I don't remember. And we both said, we both sat there and we're like, what can we watch here? And I looked and I said, well, they say this Ted Lasso is pretty good. So she looked at the description. She goes, all right, let's watch it. We're only on season two um, where he has this panic attack on the field to go talk to the therapist. That's where we're at. Yep. Yep. It's such a good show. Season three kind of takes a dip, I think. I think a lot of people have agreed. Uh, But season one, especially the timing of when it came out, like coming out during the pandemic when people needed something like that. Uh, it was just perfect. It was just perfect television. Um, yeah, I figured I knew you would like that show. Um, it's you know people look at it and like I don't know anything about soccer or I don't like I don't, soccer. I, it's as much about soccer as The Office is about paper. I mean, it's not like if somebody says that to me, I'm like, oh, so you're big into paper sales? Well, no. Okay. Well, then what's it, what's the difference? Like, right. it's not about soccer. Like, that's just kind of like it's the it's a workplace comedy. Just like, are you into, you know, small town local government? Like, oh no, but you like Parks and Rec. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, then what is the difference? Right. <laughs> like, that's that's where I'm at. So I I knew you would like it. I just it's, wanted it's to, a really good show. I wanted to end it with that. Is I'm liking Ted Lasso. 
Yeah, that's I didn't, wonderful. I didn't know. I, I remember, like, people told me it's good for years. Read the description. I've seen clips of it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then we Who's watch- your favorite character? Roy Kent, probably. We speak yeah. the same language. We, yeah. we, we speak the same. <laughs> He's wonderful. I didn't. I didn't like him at first because of maybe the, right. maybe the voice threw me off, and then I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, that's the guy in the Thor, yep. you know, end credits." Yep. But now that we've gone to season two and he's starting to be there more and do the stuff, I was like, "Yep, there's right. more to this he's, guy." He's a treasure, man. He's a, Brett Goldstein is just a wonderful human. I didn't know he had a pod. I, so I didn't know he had a podcast either. I'm gonna have to find this. He does. He does have a podcast. He brings on comedians and actors and things talk about movies and stuff but big fan of the muppets too if you're interested um yeah so that's that's a good show that i haven't really i mean i have apple tv but i don't really use it for a ton i've watched some movies on there um i need to watch shrinking which mm-hmm. um, just came out with jason siegel and harrison ford oh severance severance is the other big apple tv plus show that you need to watch it's uh did you ever watch lost Watched the first season, but I haven't it, really. I like Lost. Okay. It doesn't take place on an island, but um, Lost vibes. It'd be the. It would be the next, probably the next best uh, Apple TV Plus show would be Severance after Ted Lasso. So I did want to watch the one with Harrison Ford and Seagull. I was like, that's. And if be... you're looking for a cry, watch Coda and thank me later. That's a movie, not a TV show. Um, that's only if you need to cry, though. I wouldn't recommend it if you don't want to cry. I don't like I don't like that part of feelings, so we'll see. Sorry, good stuff, man. It's good to talk to you. Absolutely, all the time. Um, Love this movie. Glad we got to do this. Yeah, I wish I would have wore that shirt. It's hanging up in my closet, but I didn't think about it. It was that or my Doctor Strange shirt, and I wasn't going to wear that. So, damn it, Steve. And I have a Captain America shirt. I have Iron Man shirt. I have it all. This is the only Marvel TV show shirt or Marvel T-shirt that I have. Hey, when in, when Infinity War came out, walked into Kohl's, they were selling all those shirts for like 10 bucks a piece, and I couldn't say no. Yep, yep of course. I've done the same. Done the same. All right. Well, I think we did. We got it all. I think um, so. So that's the spoiler review of Guardians and, and the rest of Marvel. Um, I, will, I always forget this until the end. Go check out Logan's other podcast. No one asked this podcast. Um, Thank you, Steve. They do kill it. They're killing it now on YouTube. They kill it over there. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll probably slow down this summer once uh, the Illinois basketball transfer portal stuff winds down. We'll probably take some more time off. We didn't do a show last week. We'll probably do one this week. Um, but, yeah, we appreciate that. We, we enjoy doing it. Um, you know, numbers have, you know, they've kind of staggered a little bit. But uh, we – we we appreciate all the all the viewers out there and and all that. So thank you. I share it here and there too. I try to do what I can. You're good people. I try. You're killing it too. You've you've beaten us on some on some shows, some uh, some Illinois related stuff. I was I got a little competitive there for a little bit. I'm like I can't. We can't let Coach Steve beat us. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> I thought the same thing for a moment when you guys were killing. I was like, "Wait a minute, hold on a second. Your Jaden Epps, your Jaden Epps video uh, did well, did did really well. And I remember seeing those numbers. I'm like, "Damn, 
Uh, that was that was pretty impressive. But we were still doing like full shows and not doing necessarily only Illini stuff. So I recently started like cutting up the Illini stuff. Yes. And that does a little better when I do it yes. that way as opposed to the whole show. But uh, but yeah, it was your it was your Jaden Epps one uh, when he transferred out. That was uh, that was uh, that was a good good episode for you. Good stuff. I know I got competitive at first. I was like, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. But then I sat down and thought about it, and I was like, I don't care. I want I want them to do. I I thought about it, and I was like, you know what though? I don't hate these people. So We're all after the same thing, Steve. It's all the same. It's all the same people that are listening to our shows. They just go from one to the other. They go from Jeremy's show to our show to your show. Like that's just what they do. They they listen to sleepers. They listen to all these other ones, and they just hop around. And that's why I like doing this because it's different. It's not right. just talking about Illinois basketball and football and all that stuff. So yeah, well, since you guys are good people, I was like, I don't care if they do well. Fantastic. It was, it's people. I don't, if I don't like them, I'm like, well, hold on a second. That person there doesn't know what they're talking about. So <laughs> I was like, at least you two know it. what you're talking about. I was like, the other, that person over there doesn't know anything or, or they're a bandwagon, a line. person like, no, you don't know what you're doing. But, the line. I fan base is strong. It is a strong fan base. It sure is. We need to have another show where we talk about sports. I do that too much, though. But uh, we'll we'll do that sometime, just you and I, because I want to get your take on some things. But a different time. Different time. Not for this episode. Hey, I told you. For the no one asked us, I'm available. Whenever. I'm going to hit you up, I think, when when we get to the to the heat of it, when, when Craig can't do a week, I think I'm going to hit you up, because I think that that would make some sense. So um, once we get into the, again, get into the heart of the fall and everything, well, you're going to be a little busy, but... Um, college football is easier because it's on the weekend so all that stuff is way yeah, easier that's true all right well you go eat lunch well it's that wrap yeah that wraps up oh it's one o'clock here it's okay well yeah well that wraps up another geek corner so check out logan's other podcast it'll be in the description um we got plenty of clips i can make from this so uh thank you guys for watching or listening and we will see you guys on the next one I am Groot.